Uh, welcome to episode seven of Into the Mash. Happy Father's Day, Sean. Happy Father's Day. Yeah, uh, we have... Uh, Our we, Father's Day special. Well, yeah, we have my father joining us today. Um, yeah, and uh, so uh, happy Father's Day to my father at the same time. And uh, I'm wondering if I've lost audio on him at this point. No, I don't think so. Oh, that, okay. that's, that's good. Um, yeah, so Father's Day special, and uh, we, we have a tasting day. A tasting so, of our first brew yeah, ever. So we're actually testing out our American Pale Ale. The recipe was given to us by Eric Jackson over at Water and Wine in Truro. So, uh, holy shit, it looks like beer. And Dad seems to think that he's lost audio. Well, no, my wife was talking in the background there, but I see that uh, my daughter and her friend have showed not shown up. Oh, I see. Uh, holy crap. We made something that looks like beer, Sean. That looks right. Did you make that? that? Yeah. We, we made this. Wow, it doesn't look very light, but it looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. That smells really good. I'm, I might be biased, but... Yeah. So again, happy Father's Day, Dad. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers to you. Cheers, Cheers. to you. By the way, I'm going to tell your mother you made me open a beer before noon hour. Uh, You're allowed. It's Father's Day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm allowed even though it isn't. <laughs> well, not a bad All right. Way. That's good looking beer. <clears throat> We have a couple of IPAs to drink later on, too, that aren't our beer. Okay. Yeah, we're looking at uh, Tusket Falls Vanilla Milkshake IPA. Uh, it's a 7% uh, strong beer from Yarmouth County, Nova Scotia. Vitica. Uh -huh. Yeah, and then uh, finally manning up a little bit, we got ourselves a, a Fathom Double IPA from Nine Locks. Figured I've complained about double IPAs enough that I should shut my mouth. I'm really impressed with our beer. That turned out really good. You like it? Yeah. Yeah. How American. old is it? Uh, two weeks. Oh. The the end of the fermentation was this past Wednesday, and it's now Sunday morning. So we pushed it a little bit for the Father's Day tasting. Ah. Oh. So, and. We've got all kinds of plans for Father's Day today. We've got, uh, I brought the Bruzella over and we're going to do some steaks, yes. sous vide, in the Bruzella. Yeah, you know, you know, you, you've heard of sous vide, right, Dan? CV? Sous vide. Sous vide, no, it's, I haven't. It's uh, French for under vacuum. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Basically, uh, I had this idea, it was, uh, God, Sean's going to drink through the first one right away. I think I want to. Yeah, go for it. Um, but we have the bigger one here too. We should test uh, once we're done these ones. Yeah. Right? Test the difference with the glucose. Um, so anyhow, so so I, a couple weeks ago, weeks? No, a bunch of episodes a few ago. Weeks now. Um, I had this idea that we could use the brewing machine since it is a you know it's a water heater with a with a pump, right? Mm -hmm. okay. And um, so I thought, well, maybe what we could do is do a sous vide with that system 
where you just put meat in a bag, and um, and then you boil that bag. Well, not boil, but you you set the temperature of the system to the proper temperature of the t- style of steak that you want. So if you want it, what medium rare was one forty to one forty five Fahrenheit. So you set the system at the temperature and you leave it in there, and it's apparently it's hard to get wrong. It just gets the meat to the right temperature right through. Yeah. And then you finish it on a, a cast iron pan to get your searing flavor on the outside. So the entire steak on the inside <clears throat> is cooked to 145. That's interesting. And, and then you just sear and crisp up your edges, and then you have a perfect medium rare steak. Hmm. So, interesting. Uh, so we decided that's what we're going to do today. We're going to do some steaks. I also Can brought... I suggest that you sear it first? No. Well, that's what they do at the very expensive steakhouses in Calgary and whatnot. Uh, they sear it to s- keep the moisture in. They put salt on the thing. They well, yeah. dip it in salt and yes, sear it real quickly. This and is it a keeps bag. the moisture in the steak. Yeah, but this is a meat in a bag. Uh, okay. The, the, the moisture, meat, the moisture might inside. still leak out of the meat if it's not seared on a surface. No, but it's a vacuumed bag. So the, the plastic in the bag is sucked to the edge of the meat. So everything stays inside that little area. Um, so the moisture and everything else, like you should t- take take a look at a couple of videos online of, of it. Uh, you know, S S O U S V I D E sous vide. Sous vide. Sous vide is one of the videos where we saw. It was, it was interesting though because we, it was half joking when Daryl mentioned this in in a podcast a while back, and then he found a video of somebody who actually did it with one of these brewing systems, and it was a British guy. And he pronounced it Sous Vide. It's like he's never he's never heard it said before. He's only read it. Yeah. Well, that's typical of a lot of uh, French words that we adopt into English. People don't really understand how to pronounce them. Uh, I went to school with a guy who um, could have swore that the name uh, Cassiopeia was the proper <laughs> pronunciation. <laughs> Cassiopeia? Uh, yeah, and I'm like... Cassiopeia? So, it's because he's never heard it aloud. He just... He's read it, right? So, yeah. Um, so, Father's Day. Um, it's it's here. Pen- I got... Penelope? Pe- yeah, Penelope. 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 So, Father's Day, I got the best gift in the planet today. Uh, oh, yeah? I was permitted to go back to sleep and sleep in. Oh, there you go. Oh, I didn't shut off the furnace. Oh, no, is that Did coming you get through? my Father's Day gift to you? I don't know. Did he... I was on Facebook, and I saw something that I thought might help your new business. So I passed it on to Daryl and, and wished him a happy Father's Day. Oh, okay. Um, Are you still hearing it? I can still hear everything, yeah. Oh. I just didn't think oh. you could hear me, so I didn't bother screaming. Um, most of the stuff that you send me on Facebook, I have to admit, I just ignore well, then you're missing out on all kinds of great stuff. That's uh, all I can say. Sure. But then again, that's typical over the last 40 years. You haven't listened to me a lot. I, do, I, tend, I tend to not listen to anybody. Um, <laughs> but in the same case, uh, to, to my defense, the, the previous thing you sent me was, here's uh, some kind of uh, nominate you for Father's Day something, you got to send this to 15 other fathers, and I'm like, Oh, nope. Superman! This oh, is the, where it ends. The yep. It ended there. 
This is you don't Ensville. Like to be a it's a lovely dad. thought. Yeah, it's it uh, Ensville where all rail traffic ends. Um, yeah, so the the your uh, loss. Yeah, unfortunately, um, when I when I woke up, it was uh, to the sound of Benjamin saying, uh, "Auntie Katie and Uncle Sean are here," and then so <laughs> the boys didn't get a chance to do their their thing, and um, you know. I think we'll find time. We have That's the rest of the today. day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really too worried about it. Uh, I know it's it's not about me, though. It's about them, right? Yeah. Um, so the uh, one of the things I, I wanted to do for, for having you here, Dad, is uh, basically get all the, the shit in the open. <laughs> oh, yeah? Okay. <laughs> 40 years of it? 40 years of <laughs> shit, yes. <laughs> Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure you haven't been listening to our, our podcast. No, you're pretty sure you're right. Okay, so at the end of our last episode, uh, I was telling a story about um, after a school dance, you had picked me up, and um, I, this is right, right around the time that I uh, first got my license, so uh, you let me drive home, and you were falling asleep in the passenger seat. I think we were in the van, Um, and then I had to pull over and stop because I said I was too tired and let you drive home. Okay. Okay. Do you recall any of that? I think I do. It was a young lady, I I don't remember her name, I mean it started with an L. Okay. Um, And uh, she lived east of Highway 6 as I recall. Okay, what does that have to do with us? Sorry. I don't know. You asked me if I remember a situation where you went to a dance and I, and I drove you. So that's. Oh no no! This this was one evening that uh, all you like you came to pick me up and it was just you and me heading home. Oh, just you and me. Yeah. See. Yeah. Um, hmm. So basically, uh, that day I had dropped LSD. Oh. Right. Oh. And so as we were driving home, it was starting to kick in, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna stop this right now and have you drive home. Damn good thing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So the, I now here. Here's the thing. It's like the, there's so many times where I thought I was getting away with shit. That one obviously was one of those times. <laughs> this guess, particular yeah. case. Yeah. Um, when did I fail at getting away with shit? <laughs> well, I remember the episode or the multiple episodes on the same day. Uh, probably a half hour after half hour, where you uh, wanted to take the lawnmower for a ride out in the yard, and uh, you got it stuck in the mud. You remember that? And your grandmother was there too, I think. Uh, and so you'd leave me a message saying, uh, Dad, I have something I want to talk about. And then the next message was, Dad, uh, I want to talk to you about the lawnmower. The next one was, Dad, um, I'm having a little trouble. <laughs> <laughs> It was funny. I enjoyed it. So, so in my it's typical memorable. fashion, releasing information, like trickling it, yeah. Uh, so I, I had, uh, was it stuck in the mud or did it roll over or something? I don't recall. Uh, I think you come out of the shed and it, it, it uh, got stuck in the mud and you, it was too hard for you to move it because yeah. you weren't that big a guy at that, that, that time. I think it was around William's age, maybe a little oh, okay. less. Yeah. Didn't understand leverage yet? Um, pry bar 
two by four, get it out of the box. Trying lumbar. to leverage his words, yeah. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not. I'm, I know that we were. It's really good. Sean really loves this beer. Yeah, I, it looks like I don't I'm not. I haven't made my decision yet. <clears throat> I'm just really happy that we made something that's drinkable. Yes. It but could it's be not a, just drinkable. It's actually quite nice. Yeah, it is very nice. It, it's it's carbonated. I don't want to complain about the carbonation at all because it's very well done. And by the way, do you guys by, need a brewmaster? Um, yes. We need one or we need to become one. Yes. Yes. Well, here's the thing. I just realized I'm over 65 you can and get so free is school. your dad. Yeah. So he and I could both go to university for free and get our brewmaster's papers yeah, Katie and I were talking about that yesterday. We were going to float that idea to you guys. And then once you have it, we could train under you to yeah, right? learn the brewmaster. This is the first I'm hearing of this. You oh. were asleep when I got right, here. Right. <laughs> what, you mean free education for seniors? Free yeah. education for seniors, oh, then pass that information yes. through the family. Do an apprenticeship to oh, the family. Well, the next door neighbor's got a master's degree in archaeology. No, and I know he's that. working on a master's degree yeah. in. Uh, yeah, why not? In, uh, what is it? Anthropology. Yeah, he wanted to become uh, Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah. Does he have a tilly hat, though? Yes. So, yes, indeed. <laughs> we could go back to school and become brewmasters, although I think the closest one would be um, Brock University, if I'm not mistaken. We, we There's a get, lot you can do online. We need to get your dad. We need to get, get him on the phone at some point. Tell him that we want to talk about this. Yeah, we can do that. Um, yeah, I like this concept. If if we can send them like the the old guys to go and do something to teach us. Yeah. Right. It, the old guys. Nice. The old guys. But it solidifies that whole family generation thing. Yeah. yeah. I think this is a fantastic concept. I'm glad you thought of this. I'm glad <laughs> yeah. he thought of this. He's a smart guy. Hey, I, I, it, it didn't even... Con- He's a fart smeller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to know a bunch of brewmasters. I used to go to the brewmasters' uh, meetings once in a while. Because I covered all the brewmasters in Canada uh, selling CO2 in Western Canada. So. Yeah. So it sounds like you have valuable experience. Well, I was a CO2 expert, so we're playing with CO2 here, as you know. Natural CO2. And most of our, yeah, most of our uh, customers, uh, all the big breweries, they would generate a lot of their own CO2. Probably two-thirds of their CO2 they would generate themselves. How would they but generate But they always CO2? had to buy pure CO2 as well. So they all had bulk tanks. Exhale into a bag to generate CO2? It's like, yeah. they got their names written on it with a Sharpie. This is Bob's bag for the week. <laughs> it's like a one-way valve with a straw. and just... <laughs> How, how would the customers generate their own CO2, though? It comes off the fermentation process. Oh, really? Okay. So they would they capture the it. CO2 from that. Uh, they would try to purify it, but it didn't matter too much because all they had to do was chill it down and compress it, and it would turn it back into liquid CO2 liquid with CO2. some impurities. But those impurities were natural to the beer anyway. Yeah, that's... So then they would intriguing. reuse that CO2 in the carbonation end of the process later on. Well, they could uh, also use it in the chilling process. They would boost it with pure CO2. <clears throat> Right. If they're if they're um, using the liquid CO two and transferring it from one location to the next, they could use a, a counterflow chiller and cool the work down with the liquid CO two. Are you making a statement, or is that a question? No, I'm just envisioning a, an engineering project. 
okay. It's, it's a possibility. I don't know if it's effective, but... You might need a plant engineer by the time you're finished this, too. Like, we're not getting that big yet. Like, it's... But yeah, but I'm a plant engineer. I, I, <laughs> I, I just suggested you make me maybe a, I don't know. Oh, he wants in. A CEO or a, something like that. You Look, know. dude, you're, you're married to the CFO. What do you want? Shares. Shares. <laughs> <laughs> I want to compete with my wife. Oh, there you go. Uh, don't, you, you don't want be, competition within one company. Yes, but cooperation. Uh oh. No, no, it's me. I thought it was. So, so what he wants is uh, he wants to finally wear the pants in the Jinley family. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not big on wearing clothes. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So. So is that an intro to a story, or uh, what is that one? No, no, it's just an observation. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, I wanted to, to find out um, what what you feel was one of the better Father's Day gifts you ever received. If, if, if it, one of the better Father's Day gifts you had received throughout your life. Oh, okay. Because your voice started to mumble there. I thought I, maybe you were popping pills or something. No, like I, I I mumbled consistently. Um, no. So what? What, what was some of the best Father's Day gifts? Well, just one. Let's, let's say what? What would you say was the best Father's Day gift you ever received? Wow. And that question goes to Sean as well. I, Father's Day never was a, a day where I received like a motorcycle or anything like that. It was always little things. And I think the, the, the things that I remember the most, I still have some of the artwork that you guys did when you were younger. And uh, once in a while, I'll open my folder and look at some of it. And it's kind of neat. I think I still have the one where you were with me at work for a day and, and you wanted to go home. And, and you did an artwork there saying, Dad, I'm bored at, at uh, was it Lindy at the time? That was funny. That doesn't sound like fun. I still have that chuckle a little bit because yeah. I remember you were bored. I was in the office in a trailer, and it wasn't so much fun. Mm, no. So stuff like that make me feel good. Okay. Sean, what about you? Um, for me, Father's Day for years has been uh, kind of an excuse to expand on my home gym, really. Like, wh what do you want this year for Father's Day? Okay, this year I'll get a, a rack and barbell or the, I'll get kettlebells this year. So over the last, like, 10 years, I've built a, a home gym to to do what I need to do at home. But actually, this year, I got a really cool mug from Juliet. Okay. Did you see it? I saw it. Okay. So it's a mug. It says, I love you like a hobbit loves second breakfast. Yeah. And it was just <laughs> perfect because yep. this, this year, we've gone through all of the Hobbit movies and the Lord of the Ring movies with the kids. So yeah. it's kind of perfect. What, what, what do you got there, Dan? Have you seen this one before? Let me see if I can get it on the camera. Yeah. Uh, what do we got? I'm not saying I'm Batman. I'm just saying nobody has ever seen me and Batman in the room together. <laughs> nice. That's good. And that I got from my one of my daughters. Um, so I don't ask for anything for Father's Day. Um, my... my usual answer to what do you want is just leave me the fuck alone <laughs> that's it I, I like solidarity I, I don't really collect things and stuff like that so it's I like to, to, to just have peace peacefulness is what I, I like 
um, and any time that if if I'm able to, to sleep in that alone it means like the world to me because it means the kids haven't been fighting they haven't pissed Amanda off right so there's been peace in the house to the point where I hadn't been woken up right like so I and it, it sounds a little selfish to say that you know let me sleep and I will be happy it's it's actually more just the fact that they haven't been fighting they, they yeah they, there has been nothing tranquility at no, home the whole the whole household has been peaceful well, actually, that does this, nothing for your memory though when you get to be my age well at your age you have no memory anyhow so what does it matter <laughs> I've done the test for Alzheimer's I passed so I'm with flying, okay. I have Alzheimer's. I got it with flying colors. Um, so th- this is kind of where I envision this whole family brewery thing: is that everybody's working. You know, mom, mom uh, you know, mom's finally here. At some point, she's doing the books or she's doing some kind of financial, you know, marketing scheme or something, right? Yeah. And you and I are working in the brewery, and Dad is just sitting on a stool with, like, a half-empty beer, just kind of <laughs> not even wearing pants, because he's just essentially Not a fan of clothes. Yeah, he's not a fan of clothes. He's, <laughs> so he's there with a shirt, yeah. uh, in his underwear. Cutting, cutting the grass and shoveling the snow. No, because you... you that's you, that's what the grandkids are for. Yeah, like, you're, you're more than likely, you're thinking that you're doing that, but you've lost your mind completely, and you're just wandering around the brewery. <laughs> Slippers in a robe. There you go. <laughs> That's how I envision this whole thing. Is that my um, nice. absent-minded father at that point has just completely slipped into senility. Well, this is what in thirty years. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's this not, is it's not, a long well, way. That's away. good. Yeah, so you got some time to catch up to that. Okay. If but, I make it to one hundred and two, then I, I deserve to be just laying down on a leaking pipe in the in the brewery and sucking. Down Hook it to my veins. <laughs> <laughs> You've earned it at that point. You can do whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. Uh, we should probably finish this. Up. Yes. Do you want to go to the the larger one first, or do you want to do what? Let's something? see what uh, the pros make in compared to our first brew. Okay. In comparison. Um, that sounds good. These were actually pretty good. I, I'm not gonna be a dad to a Debbie Downer. Katie won't be a fan because okay. she's not a big fan of the hops. Okay. Because that was quite a hoppy beer. It's an American pale ale. Yeah. So it's. Similar to IPA. Well, it, it had dry hopping as well, yes. so the, the flavor which is going to transfer. It's fresher in yeah. a dry hopping process. So uh, why, were, why were hops first adopted into beer? Didn't I? Did I tell you that? Uh, no preservation, wasn't it? Yes, it was because it was a natural preservative, and the uh, Vikings did that with their beer so they could go across the ocean and have something to drink every day. See, because water this, wasn't safe, right? Right. Well, you couldn't so drink salt water. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but even like if you had just stagnant water on the ship, that would like it would be stagnant and go bad. You couldn't drink it, but alcohol would stay clean enough that you yeah, drink. Yeah, I would think so. Would it be in a bottle or something? Or Casks barrel. or kegs or some some kind of thing. Actually, I saw a video recently of um, a traditional ale house that, that that are they're kind of having a resurgence in England, where it's not none of the kegs or anything are, pa- are pressurized and the taps you have to press back and forth to get the flow out of a cask really yeah oh it's a pump yeah it's a hand pump and it's this is the, a traditional ale so i was thinking it would be nice to have something like that for one of our brews in the see i'm right now in a huge germany kick 
Okay. So we'll talk about that later, a little, little later on the show. But um, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I like this concept of of this neat beer trivia being able to be re, like reused yeah. in, in life. Yes. Bring back the history. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing I like about Germany, by the way. Every little town has its own microbrewery, and everybody in town drinks their microbrewery beer. Oh. So the little guys get protected, and it's a very interesting Support national um, way of taking care of your own, you know? So it's, it's very local. Yep. That's great. That's, that's, and they all have their own glasses, and you buy a beer, you have to drink it in that glass from that beer company. See, and that's the thing is that um, I would like to do something similar to that in the brewery where um, you have m- membership, right? And that membership that you you paid for has your own personal glass, and to you know to, to kind of encourage membership, your glass is bigger than the glass who doesn't have a like a person who doesn't have membership, right? So you get a little more beer every time. Well, it looks like you have more beer. It's thicker glass, though, so you still get the same amount, but you feel better. It says sucker right there. Bold letters. Uh, It's marketing. Yeah. Uh, Sean and I are going to go with a double IPA. Um, I've I've been uh, bitching about Dippas for a while now, so we can crack this bad boy open. This is, uh, who was this? Nine Locks Brewing Company out in Dartmouth. And uh, their Fathom Double IPA. Why is it called India Pale Ale IPA? Uh, Because uh, Pakistan PA doesn't sound right. Is that a question uh, or is it a? Do you have an answer? He has question? an answer. He just wants us to try to it's guess. Trivia, trivia day. Uh, no, I I don't have the answer on this one. I I was just curious. It must have. There must be some secrets that were developed in India and they spread it around the world. That's all I can figure. But I, I don't think it's a registered name. Well, this is what we have Google for. Well, is the dub is the IIPA? Yeah, that's double. Is it international? No, no. Or is India. In, no, it's not India India Pale Ale. No, it's what? not. No, it's not India <laughs> India Pale Ale. You're right. But it's. Uh, so. IPA. Crap on my fucking. Yeah, single IPA. Uh, it's International Intellectual Property Alliance. Oh wait, sorry. No. <laughs> um, There's so, a definitely a different aroma with that. Imperial IPA. So there's your first I. Yeah. Okay. So Imperial India Pale Ale. Yep. And then... Uh, double IPA. Uh, yeah, so that's great. Just And they say it has... Adipa has double the amount of hops. Well, that's fantastic, but you still didn't tell us why IPA. So let's figure that one. That's interesting. <coughs> Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll leave that one with you. You don't have to sort it out today. Yeah, we can do some research there. This definitely oh, yeah. has a stronger... Well, yeah, cheers. Cheers. Definitely a stronger hop flavor. Different aroma, so it's different types of hops. I mean... Different flavor. 
That's weird. Is I it, think I like ours better. Is there? There's like a down note in that, so I'm trying to figure out what that is. Um, Middlesex East India Company. That's more than likely what it was. It was a company name, rather than a yeah country. So the East India Trading Company was one of those uh, not. Not necessarily India, the country, more um, England, mm-hmm. right. with their with their back and forth, and that's oh. that's where they could, it essentially came in from uh, the 18th century. So they they had beers that were specific to um, you know to, to these trading company grains that were coming back and forth. Mm-hmm. That's where the IPA came from, apparently. You suppose that means if you're making an IPA now, you have to buy your grains from India? Well, it would be grains and hops and everything else, right? But it was like this became a staple of, of their processes. Well, IPAs are also famous for their, their strong hops. Yeah. Flavor. Oh. <clears throat> I see. Well, maybe that's it. The origin of the hops. Mm. Um, yeah. Now... I know that I, uh, I, I'm a miserable shit, period. There's <laughs> nothing, I can't, I can't even get a good segue for this, okay? So, um, I want to find out from, from you, Dad, um, when was the, when was, when was, when, when was there a moment where you wanted to give up on me? Give up on you? Yeah. I, no, I never uh, wanted to give up on you. When, when I pushed you to the, the absolute limit. No, obviously you didn't give up on me. You're still around, right? <laughs> I felt guilty all along that I hadn't spent enough time with you. Cats on the Cradle was a song that haunted me my whole life. Yeah, it's, it does it the same to me. Yeah. But it, it's, that's, that's the one song that every man kind of, you know, depending on him, in, on, um, uh, on his mood, will either shed a tear or shut off the song. Yeah, and well, it's a it's a sad situation. The un, the unfortunate thing of the whole deal is that it's almost unavoidable, unavoidable for many of us, because when you're when you're doing your career and you're you're trying to support a family, uh, it, it means it takes you away from your family, and uh, and so in doing so, if you want to bond with your son or your daughters, uh, if you're not there, it's hard to do it. Um, now, fortunately for me, <clears throat> excuse me, my my wife was a, a real um, great mother. She she knew what she missed as a child growing up, and she made sure that she created great bonds with you guys. Uh, and I felt like an outsider for many years. I still am very much an outsider, but that's fine. I, I can admire from the outside. I've lived my life this way, uh, and I was a one of nine children, as you know, and. Um, so you don't get a lot of attention when you're one of nine kids. So uh, uh, I'm, I'm okay with my lot in life, let's put it that way. But no, I never gave up on you. It, it frustrated me sometimes, some of the avenues you chose. Uh, the high road is not the easy road to travel. Um, and um, you seem to be attracted to that. I guess maybe the vision from up there, you, you'd like the scenery. So um, I spent a lot of time in high school being high, you're right. In which? In high school, being high. And, but uh, you. <laughs> right over <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, the you, high uh, road. You uh, really challenged us at times, but um, no. And I hope that I didn't come across as I was a real nasty bugger that didn't uh, forgive you or, or no. always came down hard on you. No, and, it's, and it's not what I'm like really that. asking. It's, it, there, there's got to be a time where I pushed you to the limit and it just, you, you at that point, had to say, okay, you know what, something's got to happen here. i got to talk to this kid. Yeah, you know where it was? It, uh, probably when you totaled your mother's car. <laughs> and I was scared uh, shitless. And uh, I knew that you were probably uh, breaking up inside. And I went and I saw you, and the first thing I did was just give you a hug and tell you everything was okay. Um, I didn't want to give you shit because it doesn't do any good, and I didn't want you to feel bad. I mean, shit happens. That's why they make toilets. So, um, no, I don't think I was ever pissed off to that point. You can do bad things, and it frustrates me that you haven't learned. But maybe by the time I uh, I depart from this fine world, um, you will have learned all the good lessons, and um, I won't have to worry about you anymore. Mm. You know, actually, some of the things that, uh, like, I, I, I find a lot of my personality comes from you. Um, it's, uh, every, every so often I make, like, a mannerism that is specifically you, mm -hmm. uh, like clearing my throat. I can hear you every time I clear my throat. It's messed <laughs> up. I, f I feel the need to clear my throat right now. Just go for it. mentioning that. Excuse me. I must <clears> say, though, one of the best things we ever did was to have you guys move in with us in, in the last, uh, in the previous phase of your life. <coughs> Excuse me. Because Everyone's it really did give <laughs> you and I more time um, to do some bonding and to work together on shit. We, the, uh, we did sheds do a lot of bonding that way. Yeah. Decks and stuff. And so it helped. I think we got to know each other a little bit better. Um, now, not not to be a charity case or anything for people's emotions, uh, but my dad was never around for me when I was a kid. <laughs> Just he was always on the road, right? Yeah, he was working, and we were fine, right? Um, I grew up as kind of the I, I was the only boy in a family of girls, right? Dad was never around. I had two younger sisters. I had nobody to to help guide me, so I obviously took a lot of bad choices and like from a, a male's perspective yeah from a male's perspective yes. right? I did a lot of stupid shit right um, but then after um, you know moving away from Manitoba the second time mm -hmm. uh, like we, we moved to Manitoba to get some financial clarity and then moved back right uh, and so we ended up in Ontario the second time and um the opportunity of moving in with uh, with my parents showed up, and that is actually when Dad and I finally really kind of bonded. Yeah. Right. Um, we were able to do more construction things. Right. The, the you know the whole manly man build stuff with your hands stuff. Right. So. Actually, actually, it was building with your head. No. That impressed me the most. Yeah, well, because I, I began to appreciate you more because yeah. you really are a pretty sharp guy. When when it comes to his design, I'd have to QA it because I would be able to to think ahead. Like, okay, well, we're missing something here, and you'd see where the problems might might show up later on. 
Well, at my age, you know, you, your brain starts to falter, so it See? was good to have a fresh brain around. There you go. Um, yeah, but he and I finally really bonded on stuff. Like it, and it was a. It's actually a good time to do that. Like, I think there is a reason why most uh, most children at age twenty five to thirty finally become best friends with their parents. Yeah. Right? It's you you can be honest with your parents, you can be straightforward with them. You don't have to, you know, do what my kids do right now. They're like, okay, I'll do that, Daddy. <laughs> but well, I know. Yeah. I know is the That's most the common one. response. Well you have heard before, I'm sure, that uh, teenagers always figure their parents are so goddamn stupid. But by the time the, the teenagers reach their 20s, then they realize, boy, my parents are smartening up really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you wonder about that, don't you? Well, that's, that's where the well, generation gap comes from, I guess. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the aspect of, of being able to be honest with my dad um, worked out well for us, because I would tell him when he was being stupid, he'd tell me when I was being stupid, and everything would work well. Yeah. Right? We were more like co-workers than anything else, right? And well, you know, there's another thing, too. Is uh, I'm not patting myself on the back, but uh, your mother and I uh, tried not to rule your lives after you were 15 or 16 years old. We, we tried to be more more like friends and more, if you ask us, we'll tell you the options and you kind of decide which one you want to do. As long as you know that there's going to be results uh, coming back, a retribution coming back with each decision. But <clears throat> for the most part, we're not too bossy, you know. So yeah, we're I didn't, here, we're here I didn't to be know friends. that. I, like, I, I, did, I didn't catch on to the fact that you guys had that rule. Oh, yeah. Um, well, we didn't want to tell you outright. I well, mean, I understand. You it over us. Um, no, we've, we've given that rule to the boys. That, like, look, we don't want to be your parents. Like, yes, we want to be your parents, but we don't want to parent you 100% of the time. Just, we yeah. love it just hanging out with you guys. Right? That's why we implemented game night. Just, just to hang out with them, you know. Um, you know, if when we go out to a restaurant, I don't, you know, just you guys be cool, we be cool, everything awesome, right? We have a good time having dinner, right? Yep. Um, and so we, uh, we, we went to the kids with this one, right? We outright uh, told this them. conversation. Yeah, we yeah. were we were actually out having sushi at the time. They're like, you guys, you know, you guys are being great right now. I want to tell you this, and this is exactly what we want to continue with. Uh, we love hanging out with you, and any time that I don't have to parent you is a great time. But yeah. you know, and like if I can be yeah. you know a resource for you, love it. Right? Ask me anything you want. I'll be honest with you, and I'm kind of not looking forward to the day where Benjamin asks me about uh, you know December twenty fifth. Yeah. Right. Or so, more so, twenty fourth. Because like the other two already know. Are they helping keep the? They're helping because the, the rule for them is the magic alive. As long as he believes, everyone benefits. Yeah. So it's it's a little bribery at this moment, just to hey, you're, you're winning if you don't tell him. Patrick's. Well, it's a lot between. like it's a lot like religion, you know. Uh, a lot of people claim Doesn't that exist. they don't. They don't have any uh, feelings towards religion because they can't believe the Bible. But the Bible wasn't meant to be a verbatim book. It's a storybook for people who weren't very well educated. And that's yeah. all it is. So if, if you can get your head around that, then you can appreciate that going into that building and, and being yeah. around nice people uh, does you a lot of good in life. 
especially if you have problems. Hanging around nice people brings your spirits up. Yeah, so, that's great you if know, you can find a place that's, that's like that. I feel sorry for atheists, and I know that eh, that's also, not necessarily close to some people's heart. But atheists, they don't have anything to turn to. If times really get bad, like during a pandemic when you're isolated, if you can't even talk to God, I mean, God damn it, uh, it can be a miserable life, you know? So anyway, just um, one of those things. There's your religion topic. We can pass that. <laughs> no, actually, um, I, neither Sean nor myself are religious people. I think I know. Neither uh, am I. I'm not a religious person. I don't go well, to church every day. You believe in God, though. I believe in God. Sure. So I, that's I, I, some kind it's of because religion. it's a, it's a concept, and I think it's a great concept. So I believe in it. I I I myself I would say that I I belong to the I don't knowisms. Right? Does God I don't exist? Know I don't know. Yeah, and so that exist? would be what ag agnostic. If you need to put a label on yeah. something. Agnostic. However, if you want to, if you want to have a few uh, discussions on this, I, I can tell you a couple things. First of all, uh, you know, uh, you've you've heard of Lourdes in France, where there was a miracle. Supposedly, a little girl was taking care of the flock, and she saw the Blessed Virgin Mary on the side of the mountain. And I don't know the whole story, but anyway, um, the the water coming out of that mountain now is supposedly a miracle water, right? Uh, okay. So, did I tell you this story about my, my wrists? Because I had carpal tunnel at the time, and I was scheduled for operations on my left wrist in December and my right wrist in February. <clears throat> so anyway, I, I couldn't ride the motorcycle. My fingers were all numb, my first three, my thumb and my two first fingers. Um, and, and so I had to have this operation, carpal tunnel. Anyway, we went and toured uh, Lourdes sometime in September of that year, uh, 2013, I think. And um, I went and just on a lark, I'm not a believer in miracles, but on a lark, the water's coming out of the mountain. I thought, what the hell, I'll wash my wrist with it. I washed my wrist with it, and that was the last night I had to sleep with these wristlets to keep my, my wrists from pinching off the blood and getting numb fingers. And 90% of my problem went away like that after I washed my wrist. I never had to wear those wristlets again. I still went because when I was riding my motorcycle, I'd still got a little numbness. Uh, in the fingers, so I had the two operations. But hey, I don't believe in miracles, but that sure as hell surprised the heck out of me. Ninety percent of my problem went away. Well, that, and that's also yeah. awesome, very awesome. I look, like, you know, it's, it's kind of neat. It is a very neat thing to happen. Now, my question to you is: Do you feel pain more when you are happy or when you are depressed? Ah. Probably when I'm depressed, but I okay. don't know that. Uh, I'm only saying that now, yeah, having given it some thought, because I'm I'm of the nature that if I hurt myself, it, it hurts at the moment when I hit it or whatever, and then I forget about it. You ask me the next day, what caused this pain? And I, I don't know. I was doing something, I guess. Yeah. So I don't focus on pain. I don't take painkillers. No, and that's uh, fine. It, I take an aspirin uh, every day, the, the small one, just to avoid... It helps thin the blood, and it helps avoid heart attacks. Well, where I'm um, trying to go with this, though, is that um, your physical body interprets signals. It doesn't interpret pain. It doesn't do anything else. It's just your body yeah. moves signals from one end to the brain, and, yeah. right, okay. and information from the brain to one at the other end, okay? So okay. is it possible that your wrist pains are a... 
mental construct of a consistency with your brain saying, I have to be in pain right now, right? And then if you were to change that construct in your brain where it doesn't tell your, you know, your body that I should be in pain right now, is it possible that the wrist pains would go away just by changing your mindset? Carpal tunnel is not pain. Uh, it's numbness, so it means it's a flow of blood or, or nerves or something like that that's causing this sensation, you know what I mean? Okay, sure. Not, not necessarily the pain in that case. So, okay. so we have some kind of electrical signal disconnect that's happening yep. between your brain and your wrists, right? And yep. if the information from your brain was finally able to make it to your wrists so that it, it uh, sent a different piece of information, then mm -hmm. you are no longer supposed to be numb. Right. Okay. If yep. you've changed your mindset to that point, is it possible that that uh, that your wrist pain, wrist numbness could go away? Anything's possible, but okay. I wasn't expecting a miracle. So I know I, it and wasn't I, on my mind. I didn't conscientiously and I'm not say to this pain is going to go away as soon as I wash my wrist. It just happened. I get and I couldn't believe it myself. I thought, what the heck? This is weird. I don't need these things. <laughs> well, and this is why the, 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 this is why I believe in the I don't know isms. Because is it possible that a miracle happened? Um, I guess. Is it possible that your body itself had had you know um, an alteration from an external source? Obviously, because you put your hands in the river and the river you know made some change in your body, right? So I'm not. I don't want to debunk your miracle. I don't want to. Yeah, to, to I don't know. Like to I say, that. I don't know that it's a miracle, but you tell me. You know, if, if you think it is, that's good. If you don't, I can't. Oh, okay. I can't tell you. That's impossible. Yeah. But let me tell you another situation. My mother was a believer uh, in in superstition, uh, and she was a blood stopper. Uh, that's another topic we can talk about. I've never heard are, that term before. There are people that have the ability to stop blood flow. Um, she, and my she's mother a, was one she was of a scab. Uh, my my mother believed in some of these uh, people that preach uh, to 10,000 people in a crowd, you know. And my father went with her one time. They were down somewhere near Nashville, I think it was. And dad was up in the, in the audience uh, with mom. And my dad had really bad hernia situations. He had to wear a truss uh, his whole life. And if he didn't wear his truss, he would have terrible pains because things would happen, you know. <clears throat> so anyway... They're up there, and this woman, uh, I forget what her name was, but she was a famous woman, a healer. And, and she turned and looked up in the, the direction of the crowd where he was, and she said, there's a man up there named Joe, and he's been wearing this truss for so long. She says, Joe, you don't need it anymore. And you know what? My dad stopped wearing his truss and never needed it anymore. So you tell me, was that a miracle or just a coincidence? I don't know. You tell me that there's a whole crowd and there's not one guy named Joe. <laughs> from Canada. So hey, you can laugh at it. Like I said, a it lot just of seems do weird. Work, but it just these things weird. can it's happen, it. and yeah. these things do happen. And whether or not someone is doing it or just observing it and saying, "Hey, you know, you that, don't need it. I, I know you're you're fine, and and you walk without crutches or something." So I look at St. Joseph's Oratory in Montreal. You'll see a whole room full of crutches that people went there. They used the crutches to to get there, and they left them there and walked away. Why? I don't know. Is that something? Did somebody order 10,000 crutches and just put them in that room and start telling the story? Maybe. Could be. So Maybe not. Um, <laughs> I, I looked up lead stopping. Yeah. And it refers to an American folk practice once common in the Ozarks and the Appalachians. 
yep. Canadian lumber camps in the northern woods of the United States. Yep. Why only those locations? I don't know. And it, apparently it's passed, or it was passed from man to woman to man to woman. And only to people who would absolutely believe that, that this was happening. Okay, so like my, a, my, my a next, fa- a no, father my to a daughter, a daughter brother to a saw it happen son. with mom. No, when you're saying man to woman. So I believe him. When, when you say man to a woman, you mean father to daughter, daughter to son, you know, to daughter. Yeah, to... this this type of thing, yes. Okay, okay. generationally. So between the sexes. Okay. So That's kind of cool. I've right? never heard the term before. What is what is the purpose of the blood stopping? Yeah. Well, what I got here is that it's believed that certain persons known as blood stoppers could halt the bleeding in humans and animals by supernatural means. Oh, if you're, there's an injury. Yeah. And so, they can stop yeah. the blood. Oh, okay. I've never heard that term before. Um, and so they they would be able to stop the bleeding. Without a tourniquet. Yep. I guess My so. brother was in a, uh, in a plant in Oakville, and one of his buddies had a finger chopped off, and he was bleeding like hell. And my brother took out my mother's picture. And mom had died already. He took out her picture and said, Mom, please stop this. And the blood stopped flowing. And my brother said, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> but, hey, you tell me. Is that a miracle? Or is it bullshit? Well, huh? the, I'm pretty sure the guy ran out of blood. <laughs> well, <laughs> mom, well, stop maybe this. That was it was like the guy's blood yeah. just ran out. He's done. He had no more. Anyway, so much yeah. for believing in religion and stuff. There you go, yeah. Um, okay, so... The, uh, uh, what is it, the, the... How about karma? Can I tell you a story about karma? I, I guess. Who's she? I Who's woke she? up this morning I saw her on stage and at, I was dreaming uh, of this. And, and it happened to me yesterday. And this is weird. Uh, I never had karma happen to me. And karma basically is it happens and you're not controlling it, right? Let me tell you something. When I was running for election uh, back in uh, 2014... Uh, there was a local group here that were against the quarry and they called me one night and tried to bribe me uh, by saying that if you promise to vote against the quarry, uh, we'll give you our votes. And there were like 300 plus people, I understand, in that group. So anyway, uh, being an engineer and knowing that we all need gravel for roads and concrete and all kinds of things, I said, well, we haven't studied it yet, so I'm not going to promise that I vote. I'm going to uh, turn this down and if you want to go to someone who does, fine. So, uh, I was the only one of the ones running that didn't go along with them. So, well, I was running pause, against a, pause, uh, pause. a woman. What? Pause. Hold on. One second. Can I continue? The one second. Oh, okay. Thank you for having integrity. Okay? First and foremost, that is more important than anything else. Okay? Is that you had the integrity to say no to their bullshit. Too many politicians yeah. will do anything these yeah. days just to get a vote. Okay. Okay, so now you can continue about the lady that you were up against. Okay, so this, this lady was uh, a nice woman, um, a mother, uh, never, no education formally, never had any important job. She's been with her kids for 25 years, and then she just decided to run. She had a big family in the area. But anyway, I'm running against that, and I'm a, an engineer with 40 years of experience, uh, and, and in, as a counselor, you have to look at uh, drawings and things like this, but I can understand. And anyway, so... It didn't make a lot of sense for me not to be able to defeat this woman in my in my eyes. But anyway, so in the long run, uh, we go and uh, in the election, I lost by 88 people. Wow. If I would have got 88 and she would have lost the 88, 
I would have just defeated her. And and so in the in the long run, I lost four years uh, of that of that uh, particular uh, voting term, right? And it was uh, roughly eleven thousand dollars and change uh, per year. So that's about forty four fifty thousand dollars. <throat> well, yesterday, um, one of the women who uh, was involved in this quarry group. Um, I've had some dealings with, and she happens to be in real estate. And um, as you know, my mom has a, a number of customers in real estate, and one of her most significant customers who's helped us the most over the years and helped her, um, we gave this business of selling our house now to him. And, and it's natural, we would have done it, and I didn't do it deliberately or anything like that. It's just because he was important to your mom and he's done well by us. So I didn't give the business to her. <clears throat> so she's missing out on about roughly $50,000 of commission at this time. And I think it's rather interesting. There's karma for you. Well, it came back six years later. Yes, yes. So, do um, you believe in karma? Well, <laughs> I, I would say that's more of a uh, what aboutism than, than a karma situation. But yes, I, I could see that working. Yeah. Interesting, eh? Yeah. Um, what happened with the that? quarry? I don't know. Was the quarry shut down? No, the quarry's still around. It still happened? <clears throat> yeah, the well, hidden quarry thing, is still a, that's still a thing about that way? It, they're still trying to fight it, although it's not at the councillor level. They never did have to vote on it anyway, so that was a, a moot situation from that point of view. Uh, but it looks like it, it went to the uh, to the provincial uh, board, uh, the, uh, what do we call them, not the energy board. Uh, anyway, and the government has decided they need quarries, so they've approved it, essentially. I just watched something, it was a Richard Hammond video, um, Top Gear. Oh, okay. The short guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he, he has his own bid, but uh, uh, videos he was doing, is, uh, they were out in, I want to say Sweden. Uh, but anyhow, they're, they're digging this massive tunnel. Right through the mm -hmm. mountains, and what do you do with all the rubble? And essentially, what they've done is because they're digging the tunnel, they built or they dug out this massive hole, built a concrete uh, refinery inside the mountain. Right. Right. And then it still has too much rubble for the concrete. Right. So they're taking the excess rubble from that and filling a V-shaped uh, valley and making it a U-shaped valley, and they like manufactured proper water irrigation and everything like so that it doesn't affect anything else they're they're like kind of making a nice clean path for for, for wildlife wow like sometimes so these these massive projects that everyone thinks are mostly like a scar on the earth could be very valuable to nature very beneficial that's incredible okay? you know it's like a, a, they ignore all the good parts just so that they can talk yeah. about the bad parts publicity yeah. Well, look at uh, up at Fort McMurray in the oil sands. I, I've been up there and I've seen what uh, what they've done. And they take all the topsoil, they put it aside, they keep it, uh, they they dig away all the uh, oil sand, uh, and then they replace the oil sand, I guess, with ordinary clean sand, and then they put the topsoil back. So in the long run, uh, they do very little damage, and and it's beneficial for the country. But that doesn't but make a good story bad, for the papers. Uh, yeah, it makes a horrible game, you know? story. Yeah. Sorry, I think we're talking over each other a little bit. Yeah. I was just saying that that oil sands thing, it doesn't make for a good story for clicks on the internet, so that doesn't get publicized. 
Well, there are, there are good and there are bad things about it. <clears throat> there are some lakes up there that in the process, some of the birds will land in the lakes possibly and, and get hurt. Okay, I mean, that's true. But of any energy thing, look at the wind, the windmill things. They're generating power from wind and how many birds get killed by the, by the windmills? They run so, into these blades and they get killed. So I don't know. So you agree with Trump on that one? What? So you you agree with Trump on that one? What's happening? Well, he said the oh, same me? thing. Yeah, he said the same thing about birds being killed by windmills, and that he was mocked for it in the media. I'm not saying it's bad to have windmills. I, I don't believe that the windmills pay for themselves. No. Uh, I've, the big I've heard of many play. studies that say that the energy you get from them doesn't cover the cost of maintenance and is uh, purchase installation and maintenance over the lifetime of it. Yeah. So I've I don't know if it's heard true. That I think it was Ontario, but don't quote me, but I had heard that there was one of these one or more of these windmill farms that had a guaranteed contract to get revenue for the power that they would generate for 20 years. Uh-huh. But they weren't running the windmills. They had them locked because if they were running full time, that would require more maintenance. Uh-huh. So they weren't generating any power. They wow. were just collecting the money because it was a guaranteed contract. Wow. So there, there's some ridiculous corruption that happens across the board with I, I some think of the stuff. Regardless of either the three of our political standpoints, because um, I know that Dad is uh, very non-Trump, but also in that case non-Trudeau, which is interesting <laughs> for that point. Right? Because yeah. like they, they couldn't be any further for, you know, apart from each other. And you hate one from one country and you hate the other one from the other country. Um, but then like regardless of you know your, your position and my position, like I, I hate Trump because he's a fucking moron, right? But I hate the leftists down there even more, right? So it's uh, I end up being I, I end up sounding like a like like a, a right wing nut because of the the left down there, whereas up here I couldn't give a shit, right? Well, you like, know, here we at least have more than two options. Down yeah. there, they only have the two options. They only have the two options. Yes, but uh, we we can all agree that government sucks at this point. Like we've destroyed our our governing bodies to the point where. Nobody's doing a good job, regardless who is in power. It's not just here, though. If you look around the world, a lot of democracies have been dying off. Leadership Why? Is because broken. greedy people get in, in charge, and, and, yeah. and greed doesn't do any good for us. Genuine leaders don't go into politics anymore. It's, it who doesn't? doesn't? Uh, actual leaders. Genuine oh, yeah. leaders don't go good into leaders. politics anymore. <laughs> good leaders, exactly. And but it's they a shame. Business. They go into business because they can... It's more profitable. Exactly. And uh, it's a shame. But I don't think politicians... I, I, I don't know. Should it be a volunteer position? But no, then they're not making anything. I honestly thought it would be good if it was like an enlisted thing, where you have to do one term as some, you know, local or provincial or, you know, federal level um, job. Right, so you have to be a a congressperson for a year, right? And then once you've done your year, then that's it, right? And another way of doing that too, uh, and your mom and I, as you know, moved out to Alberta, and as a matter of fact, you were born in Alberta. Um, and I always felt in the, at that point in my life that everybody in Canada should spend some time in Alberta, 
because uh, there were a lot of things to learn about Alberta. Now, it, it has improved a lot, but uh, its history was uh, renegades from the east would go out and populate the west, and the west was not better for it in, in a lot of cases. But anyway, <clears throat> that's another story. So you're saying that the, the miscreants from the east would move to the west and screw up the rest? Yeah, and, and they'd bring their girlfriends with them, unfortunately. And, and then leave and, them there? Uh, we had secretaries that didn't know the alphabet, so if I asked her to file something, I'd never see it again. And so I had learned very quickly <laughs> to do my own filing. <laughs> it was sad. But anyway, that's the way that it That is the you best know? filing system ever. <laughs> like you I know, said, just the, throw the, the fucking renegades thing out. populated the West, and it didn't do them any favors. <laughs> However, we stayed oh. there four years, and we thought, you know, that's it. I've done my time. I'm getting the hell out of here. It's like going to prison. <laughs> it was that bad out there for you. Huh? It was that bad out there for you. <laughs> It was a little weird. Uh, I, I never could understand the drinking and driving. It, it was oh. a standard thing to have a six-pack of beer under your front seat out there. And I'd play hockey on a Sunday morning, and I don't mind having a beer or two after playing hockey. But to have four or five beers after hockey and then stick another two in your pockets for the drive home, I could never follow that. I, no. When was really this? really bothered me. Well, and these were smart 30, people. 30 years ago? These, yeah, these were re real estate agents, uh, bankers, lawyers. Wow. I mean, they weren't, you know, stupid, but they sure as hell didn't give a damn. Well, I, I would hope that culture has evolved since then. Oh, I think so. There, enough smart people have moved out west now. That and with the influence of, like, Mothers Against and, Drunk and Driving. I've and spent a lot of time in, in uh, Alberta in my last two jobs. Uh, and yeah, Alberta is much smarter now. But in those days, yeah, it was a little crazy. You know, they had the hands waving in the back windows of their pickup trucks, and there were gun racks, and uh, yeah, it was a little crazy. Alberta. I can tell you some stories about the uh, south of Canada. Eye openers. Anyway. That's prejudice. It's I don't want to take over this. We're talking beer, aren't we? Uh, no, no, we'll no, just talk shit. That's the best part. <laughs> into the mash. We can get into anything, whatever um, you want to talk about. So yeah, the, um, the 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 what was the next thing I wanted to ask? It was something in somewhere. How about motorcycles. Yeah, you know too much about motorcycles, and neither of us have one. So well, why would that we, be yeah, fun? but I wanted to just remind remind you that uh, Father's Day weekend, you and I, uh, for a few of them, we had a good time. Yeah. We went on the bike and the ride for sight. I got to and be we as went a up bitch. There camping, and uh, we had some good times. <laughs> You know? So there'd be all these these you know, biker couples, right? You know, husband, yep. wife, right? man, you know, his man and his bitch, and here's dad and me on the back seat of his bike, holding, you know, gripping on for you know for dear life. Yeah, that that it was it was fun. We actually did the camp out one year, and um, and it got a little stupid. And I think that was that was it. That was the 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 point where both he and I recognized how dumb this actually is. And these guys doing their burnout things on their bikes, a brand new bike, oh, okay. and destroying the bike. I mean, that's so stupid. Yeah, well, they would... There's meatheads you know, <laughs> in every crowd. Yeah, well, this one guy, like, they would, what they would do is they'd piss on a, on a, on a board. Yeah. Right? And, so, then, and then let the tire rip on the, 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 the wet... The lubricated board. Yeah. yeah, and then so they'd make you know, smoke screens and whatnot, right? So they do their little smoke so, and then um, the one guy lost control of his bike. And his throttle stuck. So you have this running bike, yeah, spinning around, spinning yep. around on oh, the ground. Geez. 
Um, and no one can stop it without getting hurt. Without, yep, jump on the bike and try to stop it. So some ass fuck just decided to show off with his broken ass bike and put lots of people in danger considering that the shelters nearby are tents. Wow. And some ran into a tent and some people were inside the tent. I mean, yeah. it was stupid. Yes. So uh, from that and like I think the following year we did it again, but this that year we decided not to camp out. Yeah, we didn't stay. Yeah, and then we, but we did have, I think... Mom brought everyone else? Is that how that happened? What, what did we do beyond that? I don't know. I, th- I thought we we did a family camp out or something like that, didn't we? Uh, yeah, I think we did. We went up as a group uh, for Father's Day weekend. You're right. We camped out. Mm-hmm. And so everyone met up in It was in fun. Collingwood. That was a good weekend. Yeah. Up, up around Collingwood or... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Blue Mountain. By the way, do you want my motorcycle or not? I do, but uh, to be fair, I don't. But what? Okay, so I do want it just for the simple fact that, yes, it reminds me of you. I don't think I'd ride it, though. No? Um, That's interesting. Well, it's twofold. It's for the sake that it's your bike, and your bike is is about you. Um... And I don't think I'd, I don't think it'd be fair for me to ride your bike. Well, after I'm finished with it, you. Well, I know when out. you're finished with it. I, <laughs> I get that. But if you, if you, it, when you die, that bike has you written all over it. So that's fine. Okay. You should ride it. I, I would love to, and I know you're trying to say for me to honor your memory by riding your bike. <laughs> okay. No, but if you should watch Sons of Anarchy and see how it ends. It's rather interesting. I never He's got to the, the end of the whole show no? fixing up his father's I bike. I never started. Oh. And then he died on it. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to see that what? happen. But, Spoiler uh, alert. Oh, my God. I haven't seen the end of it. It's of a 20-year-old show at this point. <laughs> 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 we have all the videos. Yeah. Mom and I bought the whole set. There you go. I'll tell you what. <laughs> When he dies, he'll 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 leave the twist Sons of Anarchy just for you. Okay, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> Katie and I, I think we got through like four seasons or something, and and we lost track of it. I have a good idea though. Here's okay. an idea: I'd like to sell my bike to your company, and then the two of you can ride it. I'm not riding the back. No, <laughs> not on the back. <laughs> <laughs> the two of us you know, on the gold Sean, wing. <laughs> I once did uh, have a guy your size. On the back of my bike, and boy, is it ever hard to ride when you have oh, that I bet. center it's already, gravity raises tremendously. It's already such a that. heavy bike. I mean, it's an RV onto wheels. <laughs> <laughs> so, what what is your bike? Let's. It's a uh, what year Goldwing? Uh, 1800 cc. I think it's around 128 horsepower, something like that. So this is a this is six a six cylinder. Sorry. This is a good size bike. What what does that weigh? It weighs about 850, I think, uh, bare, but with Mum and I on it, uh, we're over 1,000 pounds. Wow. Yeah, a ton on a two wheels. It's wow. a fun bike you, to ride. So As a matter of fact, I went for a three-day weekend last weekend, eh? Oh, did you? Uh, we went up to Huntsville and across over to Pembroke and then back the next day. That's a nice uh, drive. It was a nice ride. It was yeah. about uh, 1,400 kilometers, I guess. Was that through Algonquin? Um, we... Did we go through Algonquin? 
No, I don't. Yes, I think we did cover parts of Algonquin on the way back. Okay. We just swung in and it swung out again, sort of thing. So, Daryl, have it you It was a nice ride. It was before? good weather. It was lots of hills and... Yourself? And curves and no. lakes and trees. Um, and beautiful. No, anyway. I haven't been out on a bike in a very, 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 very long time. And last time I was on it was somebody else's and uh, it... Uh, I, I didn't have my license at that point. Okay. So, yeah, you need um, to get start with a smaller bike and get yeah, used to Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. With a bike that size and that much power, you, you need an experienced rider to really be able to, to handle something like that. Yeah, you guys would need at least 600 horsepower. Just for or a not horsepower, size. 600 cc. CC, yeah. Hi, guy. Wow, you're getting big. Look Who at him. Who are you talking about? Who's that? We can't hey. see right now. Hold on. Look at oh him. Oh, my yeah. God. Hi. <laughs> hey, He's Carrie. A big fella, eh? I don't think Terry can hear you. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen him We're in a couple of weeks, phones. have I? Right. Oh, that's right. It wasn't here last weekend. That's why. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's really growed. Uh, growed. <laughs> he right. really grew in two He's weeks. growed. Yeah. Uh, so right. I guess we'll, we'll let you uh, do, do your family visit with Carrie. Oh, yeah. That's... yeah. Um, and uh, we're going to get into our third, fourth Fourth, fourth beer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, there uh, you go. And uh, are you going to talk to Michael still, or uh, we're going to get him on uh, on another show. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well, Alrighty. But uh, thanks for joining us today, Dan. We'll have you back was, again sometime for a fun. chat on on Into the Mash. Fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know. One day we, maybe we can all share a beer, uh, one of your beers. Yeah. That's or the that, plan. That's if Sean doesn't drink them all. There you go. Jeez, look at that! Perfect, perfect pour. Okay, thanks again, Dad. Okay. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. It's right. been fun. All right, talk to you later. Take care. Bye. Now, uh, we were just out uh, in uh, Dartmouth yesterday and um, drove the back roads uh, up through Waverly. Okay. All right, so we... We, we did this, like, really far-out drive. And turns out that uh, it, it's basically just north of, uh, uh, of Lower Sackville. And um, so going down that road was just fucking beautiful because it, it was, it, like, this Waverly Road that just goes along Rocky Lake. Or oh, Lake, yeah, yeah. Lake William, that's what it is. Looking at the map on the screen, I, yeah, we've yeah. we've done that drive. Oh my nice. god! Like, I just loved it. Like, it just was, it was a fantastic little road. Yeah, and and you had the lake on the uh, on you know, on the side of the road the whole time. It's beautiful. Okay, this one's got a little bit more bubbles. This is. It's also more cloudy. I think. Could it be because I stored it sideways? Uh, it might be part of it. It was also not as cold. I wonder if that could. Be, make any difference? Not as cold. Is this the one that you've had here for a while? Yeah. Or, oh, okay. I thought this is the one I brought today. No, it's been in the fridge for okay. a few days. So I don't know then. That's that's interesting. It's still carbonated. It does have a different taste though. Or maybe it's but we had previous. Yeah, this double IPA may have changed things. Um, it is better than that double IPA. I'll give yeah. That. Yeah. We made beer. We made beer. Congratulations, Cheers. sir. Cheers to you. 
Um, he brought up something, and you brought up something really quickly that I want to kind of touch base on. Okay. Uh, and I, I sent the text to you last night. I don't know if you read it or not, but in regards to um, honorary obituaries on labels for our brewery. But I was thinking... I did read that text. Um, okay. After I read it, I just thought homebrew heroes. Something like that. Something along those lines? Yeah. So... Um, I was cutting the grass later last night uh, because Here you go. oh, sorry because uh, I didn't do it throughout the daytime because of the hot fucking sun right? so I was like, okay, I'll start at 8 o'clock um, which as like when I, the point where I got to uh, the backyard it was closer, it was pushing 9-ish, right? Still some sunlight Yeah. but I could hear my neighbor Roz uh, you know, from from one of the open windows, um, and that triggered a conversation I had with her. Um, I would say about last week, because uh, I asked her if she was uh, wine, uh, what was it, wine whiskey or wort, right? And um, she said, "Well, I don't drink," but my husband he used to make his own beer. That's great. All right. So, um, so her her late husband used to make his own beer. Uh, he basically, um, you know, he, she she's told me a couple stories about him, right? But the, that's all I have is a couple stories. Yeah. So I've never met the guy. He died several years ago. Um, but then I got to thinking as I'm pushing this lawnmower, because that's the only thing you can do. Um, wouldn't it be kind of cool to have, like? A life story, a little snippet of someone's life on a beer can. They can be immortalized on a beer can. Some memorabilia for the family. Something like that. Yeah. Right? Um, but not just memorabilia for the family. They, it's just like, hey, did you know that this this area had a guy who did this? Yeah. Right? Because there, there, there have been generations of families that have been here, have left, and so on and so forth. Um but then uh, as I was doing this, they're like, how would we get this information? It's not like we're just going to go and take snippets of obituaries from the, the newspaper. No, and you couldn't just take that information without talking to people. And... Sure, but in the same case, like, we, we could ask people for, um, for them to submit them. At, at which point, I immediately, as soon as I start using people and, and, the, and technology together, I start thinking of ways how I would game the system. How would I ruin what you're doing? Right? Because so now I'm asking, like, I'm asking, or you're asking me, um, you're, you're asking me to uh, submit some information. How would I fuck up your stuff? Right? Right. And, that, and that's where I would go. To get you to print something on your can that could be read in a different way Absolutely. to make you look like shit. Exactly. Yeah. So how would I fuck your sister, your son, uh, your stuff up? The trolls are powerful. I know. So I got to thinking, like, how, you know, how would we do this? How would I not, you know, honor someone who uh, killed a family by drinking and driving? Right. On a beer can. And, you know, that's, that's in poor taste. And the last thing you want in a beer is poor taste. Uh... <laughs> So, um, you know, of course we'd have to, like, vet some of the information. We'd have to do stuff like that. But, um, I don't know, what, what, do, what do you think? I like, wonder if there's some, like, historical society or something here in the area that we could... I, 
then you know you, you also get kind of like the family involved. And you say like, hey, you know, give us the, your best memory of them, or so. What do you something along those lines? And we can print those on the beer uh, the beer labels. So then, would it be a specific can, or would it be a specific batch of? I think. I think per batch we would do a percentage of labels as like for one person. So like let's as say a, there we do four labels, right? Mm-hmm. For like each of those four labels have, you know, Jim Smith, uh, you know, Janice Thompson, you know, random name, whatever they, they, these yeah. four people are, right? And so from that, each one of those four label sets then get put on onto the, <clears> the stock. Right. And that stock then gets distributed and, and sold. That's an interesting idea. Right. And so every batch has a new set of four. So you have 25% of the labels getting printed, at, you know, for you know, 400% label printage, right? Because it's four different labels being printed. Now, um, we could have it where people submit stuff. But um, I don't know about you, but the, uh, the alcohol content of what we've already drank so far I is think just the pure volume of liquid that we've already consumed that too so i'm going to take a quick break and uh we'll be back after these talking is easy but it does make you thirsty so buy us a beer at buymeacoffee.com slash mashbrewcast all right and uh so yeah that idea of uh, the the old guys doing the course yeah i Katie and I were talking about that last night. I think it's a, a fantastic idea if they're interested. Your dad seems interested, and I don't know if my dad would be interested in going back to school for anything at this point in his life. Well, what does he do right now? Just retired, retired Retire. trucker. He's at home taking care of things around the house, mostly. Wait, your, dad was, tr- your dad was a trucker? Truck driver, yeah. Long haul? Uh, for a period, and then short haul uh, from... How are we not using his freaking education for, like, distribution? Oh, for transport? Well, we're not, we don't have a brewery. I know we don't have a brewery yet, but we we should definitely get him involved in the concept of of knowing how the system works. Yeah, yeah, we can tap into that. I'm sure he'd he'd share what he he knows and what he can, but he also has a really bad back. So I'm not asking him to driving. do the work. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not asking him to do any of the physical labor whatsoever. Um, it's his experiences that we can play off of. It, like, this this whole Murphy, Wood, Wood, Murphy, Woodfee merger? Because <laughs> like, basically... Murph Woody? Murph Woody. What do we what do we call it? Murph and Woody. Murph right? and Woody. Yeah. Um, this is like take my wife. Yes, I'll take your wife, please. Um, it has generated a very interesting dynamic. Your family, my family, have come together, but all through you marrying my sister, mm-hmm. right? Um, with the financial part through my mother, the uh, engineering and previous brewmaster connections and other uh, you know fabrication experience that my father has through my business savvy your knowledge uh, of everything else um, oh we, we have ice cream sandwiches Ooh. 
You're broadcasting. <laughs> Absolutely. We, get, we have visitors. Um, yeah. So the the uh, for for your knowledge of um, you know, of the systems and both of our loves of beer and your father with his uh, with his experience in the truck driving industry and this that system, um, like we have pretty much all the pieces available to us. Lots of knowledgeable people. In, exactly. In of what we, we need to together. do to get yeah. something yeah. going. So that is by far one of the, the better things to do. We also have two men who are not doing anything with their retired lives, can go to school for free because socialism. <laughs> well, benefit. There you go. Might but as well take it when you can. You're not, yeah. That's obviously a pretty good aspect of social programs. I would think that people who are retired should have post-secondary education for free. Yes. That makes sense to me. Well, I think... So, while I'm not pro, like, pure socialism, like Venezuela or something, I like that's the a pretty cool social education. program. Yeah. yeah like, I, I think education should be free, period. For all across the board? Everybody. You pay higher taxes, depending on the job you take. Yeah. But... Get your education, don't go broke. But for a period of time, if you were to implement a free post-secondary education, what do you do with the people that are carrying a boatload of debt from... They pay lower taxes. Oh, yeah? Okay. So if, as soon as you get free schooling, you have a red flag on your account that says your taxes go up by 50%. 50%. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm just saying you get a number. Yeah, because neither one of us are economists, so... Yeah. That's why we have a CFO. So we'll, we'll <laughs> talk to Bernie Sanders and see what he comes up with. So this is the thing. It's like the people who benefit from the system get taxed for it. The people yeah. who don't get a benefit from the system don't get taxed. Yeah. Right? You got to pay off your student loan? No problem. Do you want us to pay off your student loan? It'll cost you the taxes. We'll do it for you, but it'll cost you the taxes. Yeah. Plain and simple. This works, right? Um, actually, this kind of leads me into, into the thing that I was you know, bitching about with, with Amanda the other day. Um, there was a video that uh, Jonathan Frakes, uh, Riker from uh, Star Trek. Yes. Okay. So he released a video thinking that he was being helpful to the world, that uh, he was explaining the... Um, Roddenberry theory. Okay, so Gene Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek, had this idea, and mm-hmm. he explained this idea to Jonathan Franks. Uh, Franks, Frakes. Um, I think he said it was like nine auditions. Okay, obviously, if you take nine auditions to do something, there's something not right, right? He took nine auditions. Apparently, apparently, I, I like. I love Star Trek. I mm-hmm. love the idea of Star Trek. I think if we could get to that type of future, would be cool. Okay, very cool. The Federation. A Federation. Hmm. Um, there are many changes that have to happen, but here, you know, let's go back to this video. Okay, so um, he's saying Gene Roddenberry had this idea. There's no racism, no sexism. Right, children are being educated. All of this. Beautiful, beautiful stuff that the, right now the left is leaning on, okay? Um, and how amazing it would be if we could be all be Sure, friends, and okay? from there's one from, major from the starting point of where we're at. We can't get. How there. do you get there? Yeah, we well, can't it's get a pipe there from dream. Where we are. Okay. Yeah. 
there is only one way that that system works, and it's because it's military rule. That's yeah, it. Militarized federation. Absolutely, it's a federation of military, right? The, there is a council that is in charge. It's not just. It's not a dictatorship. In Star Trek, the military runs everything. There is there is no need for for farming and whatnot. So in that sense, it's a dystopian. It vision. is. Yeah. So uh, there is no need for farming because we have food replicators in Star Trek. Yes. We don't have food replicators now, which means that we'd have to have agriculture education at the same time as other places. So, and obviously you can't put just like, um, uh, what the hell is uh, Mockingjay, what the hell is uh, that movie? Oh. Um, anyhow, where the they District have to, 1 Yeah, District 13. Right? You can't have an agriculture yeah. district, right? That's just impossible because if that district shuts down, you have no food. Right. So you can't just say like, okay, because like, when you have a military system like this, there is no Canada anymore. There's the continent the of, you know, there's the continent of North America and to isolate your location, North America, Canada, Nova Scotia, Halifax, right? That's mm-hmm. where you currently are. But you're not governed by Halifax or Nova Scotia or Canada. You're governed by the Federation. Right. So the... Like, this people resent that. Like, who are you off in this city, 10-hour flight away from me to tell me what I'm allowed to do here? Exactly. And, it's, and, and the that's, first that's people who complain about that part of are Brexit. the left. That's part of the Brexit, right? Yeah. Like, was it Geneva? Or, I, like... W- well, the, the, you don't have the right as the European Union to tell me what I what I can and cannot do. Yeah. Right? And that's why the UK left. Where... Where is the EU located? Well, the EU is everything. Yes, right? but... The, like, they're, they're, they're main, the governing body. The governing body doesn't matter where they they physically sit, because it's just... They, they have a governing body over all of it. Yeah. Right? So that's the same situation here. As a military rule, the Federation would run absolutely everything, right? Um, but yeah, you're, you're right. It's, it's like people will resent the aspect of you can't tell me what to do because you don't live my life. But you, like, what, what Frank, okay, Frakes is a fucking moron, okay? I'm sorry. The he, actor? The actor. Okay. For him to fucking think that. Plain and simple, this this world could have no racism, no sexism, no nothing, right? Oh, Brussels. 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 I said Geneva. I, <laughs> I was trying to think of Brussels. Sounds good. Um, so, yeah, so... Hashtag so, sorry. stick to acting, okay? So, go go back to this video, because I... What what did he say in this video that so, was... So, it, it, he, wasn't, he wasn't trying to talk down to anybody, which is, okay. first and foremost, I want to make, uh, make you understand that this wasn't him saying you are all bad people because you don't live like this. It's like his his explanation was that this is how it was explained to me that the future could be, and he left out all the important things called infrastructure. Okay. It's like yes, there is no sexism or racism or anything like that because it doesn't matter. You know where else where it doesn't matter? The military. Right, we were watching the the uh, Joe Rogan podcast with Jocko Willink. Uh, Willink. Will- Willink. Willink. Okay, so he had stated himself. Right, Jocko said that it didn't matter. Does not matter the color of your skin. I trust you to save my life and to protect me. That's the only thing that matters. Brothers in arms. Exactly. So, that being said, 
that is the only way that anybody could truly not worry about anything else. Okay? It doesn't matter your gender, because I, I know that you can protect me. I trust you. Right? But in a regular society, the only way that that'll happen is if you get rid of currency, you get rid of everything that requires based off of currency, and you put in a rule of military, basically, uh, that doesn't sound good structure. But this, that doesn't sound good for the left. I think it's a fantastic idea. It's just you have to understand that everybody has to go through this. But is that not communism? It's very communistic. Okay. Um, so that's broken. That's it works in theory. It never in works practice, in practice. You always get a dictator that's... Well, this is why you have a, a, a council, right? And the council itself is usually swayed by one person, right? You see it in every movie, right? It's just there's one person who, who tries to sway the vote constantly. So those, like, you end up with some kind of, like, not one person making decisions, but it usually is a majority that is a person, right? So somebody who is convincing in their rhetoric and will manipulate and mm -hmm. change your mind to vote the way they want, like, yeah. a, like a whip. Yeah. And right. As long as there are personalities involved, there are people involved, yeah. the system will not work. Yeah. Okay. Like, um, so my complaint about Jonathan Franks being, or Frank, like I said it in, Jonathan Franks, okay, uh, him being a moron is that he touts this beautiful concept, ignoring all of the infrastructure required for it, and then he, you know, pushes this on Twitter with his followers going, oh, that's so awesome. It's a nice, it's a nice thought. It's a nice thought. Yeah. It's not possible. It's, like, and if it is possible, enjoy, uh, enjoy your communism, enjoy, and not only that, enjoy, like, uh, Castro. That's what it is. Uh, Fidel Castro. That's how you run a country that has no sexism yeah. and no racism, right? And I'm not saying that there isn't racism. There is. There are so many fucking like videos out there of uh, of actual racists in front of someone, like just belittling them, like beating them down. It's emotionally, physically, however. Yeah, yeah. anecdotal racism exists. Okay, uh, like. I've seen it and those people are pieces of garbage they're garbage people that need to be thrown out um, but back to the, like before I get even further into this with that without the, the racism and sexism part um, I just wanted to state that like uh, he puts this on Twitter and all of his co-stars they're posting it they're, they're all the same sharing and sharing and everything else and then all you get is this it'd be great if the world could do this so and the, I'm a hero for fucking posting it so yeah, this so is my point of just hashtag shut up and act that's it like just no one pays you so it's well intentioned sure. but it's a pipe dream sure. which there, there's no path from here to there nothing like that they come across this problem in like libertarian circles as well because they have their ideals of like minimal government, get out of the way. But how do you get from where we are to there? There is no, there's no plan. Everyone's got an idea of what utopia is going to look like. You can't. Utopia plan doesn't for exist. Military insurgents. It just takes place. Right. And if that's the only way we're going to be able to make it, so and like I said, it's a good idea, as long as no people are involved in making decisions. Right. 
because people can be swayed. So all our hopes rest on artificial intelligence. Sure. Like, <laughs> Skynet will run the Federation, yeah. right? Essentially, Terminator and, uh, and Star Trek have it right. They just have to put it together and everything's good. It's perfect. Absolutely. So Skynet runs the Federation. Federation runs the people. The people go off from there. And so here's the situation, though. Is that you have... Uh, we will... Our military branches start with those, okay? We have the Army, the Navy, and the Air Force. Unless we're going to be fighting off um, aliens from other planets on our own home turf, the Navy and the Air Force have no purpose. So they would then go to Space Force. And I know there's the stupid show on... Uh, it's a fucking, right it's a fucking joke. Have you watched it? I watched half of an episode and said, fuck this, I'm done. It gets away from the obvious political tones later sure on. Sure hope so. Yeah. Uh, and I used to be a fan of Carell. So He's just a paid actor, man. He's, I, he's, I he's reading it. lines. I get it. It's not his writing, but he, he fucking stuck his nose out. It, he's taking the brunt of my hate right now. So the army will always have a need for deployed infantry, okay? Yeah. But Navy and Air Force can be kind of merged to flying ships, essentially, right? Things off the ground. Th yeah, non-ground vehicular. So you have infantry and you have vehicle, okay? So um, from there, even if we do fight, you know, on our own on home planet... Our need for flying spaceships for intraplanetary versus interplanetary, right? So I could see interplanetary from planet to planet being kind of the navy aspect of things. Okay. And the intra. There'd be they'd be marines. It would be the marines, the the air force, right? Okay. So you could see kind of that combination. So like you know, small airship flight would be more so the you know the the air force marines long distance stuff it's kind of more of the naval aspect of things because we've basically considered it that, that that going out in space is like going out in the ocean right right you know it's long travel stuff right uh, so small ship would be it'd be covered by the the Air Force Marines and then you have infantry and an infantry can be deployed anywhere right doesn't matter as long as there's ground there's infantry okay yeah so those three branches are now taken care of but you have, you have to sustain the people, and there's, so there's a ton of things that have to happen that still require people, right? You have cleaning crews, uh, manufacturing plants, you have agriculture, right? And so my thought process here would be that you would have to do a, a guaranteed, a mandatory service of X number of time, let's say five years, and then go back into whatever education stream that you were going through. So, farm boy, born on a farm, goes through the standard education, right? gets deployed for his time, goes back into free education for agriculture. Right? So he starts his standard uh, military education, so he's being educated during the military, probably teenage years. Yeah. Right. Um, can start focusing on a path that he that he's focused, like his personal uh, preferences are, 
and they can go back to whatever he wants to from there. So if he chooses through that military to stay in the military, right, to stay in the, the forces, yeah, then he can take that path. However, if he chooses to go into agriculture, right, to go back to his family and continue with the farming, he would do so. Same with mechanics, same with uh, engineering, same with all the extra stuff. Sounds right? like, I mean... Just going through like this, is just a conversation. So, but it sounds like every like if you start somewhere, you're pigeonholed. Not what if you want to branch out and you can do anything you want. You can start off your, your your education with at home, right? Like you, you're not expected to, to work on a farm if you were born on a farm, right? Your parents. No, are but if as a teenager you you think, hey, I'd like to learn how to grow food. Yeah. And then you do your five years of service. So let's say. 1924, 24, you're out of your service, but you don't want to do growing anymore. Mm-hmm. So, well, keep in mind your service time would be basic training, right? You're you're not you're not like you wouldn't have to uh, pick a major, right? You, you you wouldn't focus your your education at that moment. You you so do your your basic training so that everybody gets the the same basic training. To so I could see the value in that for sure. Be just developing self-discipline yeah. in basic training and something as simple as make your bed in the morning yeah. there's there's essays on that I couldn't even pull it up right now who who wrote it but the value of that in in developing self-discipline is pretty valuable and and that's a the the baseline for all humans yeah. in in the the what we're calling the federation because that's what Gene Roddenberry called it right right so you have everybody at a, at a specific level. Everyone can pick up a gun and fire. Everyone. You should all be competent. Exactly, yeah. right? From there, you have obvious things like, okay, well, we need policing, like local, local MPs. So that's Law a branch. enforcement. Yeah, there's some form of, of enforcement for that. Yeah. You, but it, that's, that's all based through the military, right? So the, the military that oversees everything gives you free education, gives you free housing, free clothing, free food. There's no need for money anymore. So what would you be swayed with? Right? You can't be swayed anyway. It's like, hey, if you do this and make that decision, I'll give you another shirt that you get for free. <laughs> Nothing. Everything's provided for you, which is why the Roddenberry process might be a little bit easier because there's no money. Food replicators means no no need for, for any of that. You are provided a uniform. Everyone wears a uniform. Everyone in the Federation. Everyone, well, that is everyone. But it's not. Even in Star Trek, it's not. Uh, well, you have other planetary systems that have their own. But even on Earth, not everybody was in the Federation. Were they not? No, what, like, um... What was the the new the the newer remake of Star Trek, where Kirk was from a farm and as a kid he's driving through the oh okay yeah right so at that you point join, he wasn't yeah, you join yeah he had a choice to go into the Federation yeah and join and get the education it, it was still there was still, still some freedom there yeah I would take that away <laughs> no I, I'm serious like, I I wouldn't like, that wouldn't be an option. In order for this, like for this whole system to work, that can't be an option. So you would eliminate freedom. Yes. Yeah. Everyone, you have your you have your choice of what you want to do to contribute to society. 
If you choose to do nothing, great. That's I'm never going to ask you to do anything. Just sit there and do nothing. But you're not going to get any any benefit. No, no. Like you, your life is going to be worth spit. Like, and I hope you feel good for doing so. And there will be people who will take that option. I don't want to do anything. But is this not an argument for socialism? It is totally an argument for socialism, but it's only under military rule. Which is then communism. It is, yes. Yeah, this is a terrible topic. I I think it's the only way this would work. Like, like personally, democracy, there's too much bullshit going on. Capitalism, money is awesome. Love money, right? Love the idea of being able to build any business I want at any moment, right? Do what I want and fail where I want or where I don't necessarily want, but you understand what I'm saying. I should have every right to fail at doing whatever I want. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, what I'm really trying to say. Right. Okay. Socialism, provide for the people, right? Provide for the people who, who really need it. But there's a point where I say, yeah, you're not, a, you, you might as well eat mulch down to Soylent Green. And I'm not above eating people. I will totally eat people if they're useless, because then they're at least useful. No. Right? Um, yeah, that, that clip is going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, then, and then, obviously, communism of only military rule, and it can't just be one dictator. I'm never going to say communism is good with a dictator. There's got to be a way to eliminate the dictatorship of communism. And to be fair, like, out of all of those, you're only going to find proper society from that. From? From military rule communism. Otherwise, it's all going to be a mess. And and right now, we live in a mess. And for those people who are trying to fix it, they can fuck right off or they can actually fix it. But we've we've said in past podcasts that life is messy. Exactly, you can't get away from that. No, you can't. Even if you try and set up this communist utopia, it's going to break down because people will not be content. There'll be a revolt with being ruled. Yeah, welcome to the Matrix. The first few iterations of the Matrix broke because it was too perfect. Right. So that like, and I get so, I'm, so I'm using to, a movie reference as a as a well, movie. it's a whole conversation about Star Trek. Yeah. So it's either TV or movie references at this point. <laughs> okay, so basically, the there is no way to fix fix this. It's, it will always no, be messy. No, it can't be it, fixed. Yeah, it, it will always be messy. And we you have to accept that. some level of messiness and find peace. Mm-hmm. But right now, all it is is complaints. Uh, it's one People side are misinformed. Yeah. Not one side. It, there's misinformation from every side, yeah. from every angle right now, from no matter where you are on the planet. And that I, I suppose that gets back to social media because that was a bad idea. Uh, Giving again, everybody the, 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 the path to hell is paved with good intentions. Sure. Maybe the social media groups intended something good, but the censorship. The manipulation, the trolling. Well, it's because they didn't have someone like me on their staff to tell you them that could this fix shit was all of this, Daryl. Yeah, well, I, I could have told them along the lines of like, okay, so what's stopping me from from like inciting mass panic? 
Yeah. And the people in Twitter would have been like, well, no, they wouldn't have listened because that very rarely happens, but they, they would have an opportunity to think about, okay, well, how do we prevent people from creating mass panic? What did they do when, was it War of the Worlds was, was released on the radio? Yeah. And people actually panicked and it was real. We're, we're, we just recycle history. That's all we do. War of the Worlds on the radio, everyone panicked. Coronavirus on the fucking social networks, everyone panicked. But the War of the Worlds was accidental. Corona manipulation is very intentional. Uh, intentional, very much so. I can see your point in that. But in the same case, people take it the way they take it, right? Yeah. You, I can I can word anything I want in any way, and someone's going to take it wrong regardless. Well, there's masters of rhetoric that are going to use their skills to manipulate people based on an ideology or a paycheck. Who's Hold paying on a second. them? I think I left our tin tinfoil hats in this drawer. <laughs> <laughs> Plandemic. Uh, tell me you've watched some of that. I yet. still haven't. I haven't had time. I've been working on the deck. I know. There's yeah. no time. Uh, renewing our man cards. By the way, you have lovely elbows. Right. Uh, the what? the picture on Facebook. Uh, oh. It's like, ah, I'm getting a new thing on my deck, and this is a big, like, zoomed-in picture of your elbow, pretty much. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bolting up the beams. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... That whole bullshit, the dystopian future where there's none of that, um, I'm sorry, the only way possible is complete military regime. Nope, I reject it. Okay. And then uh, that leads me to the other aspect of the words systemic racism. I don't believe that exists because the term systemic means that there's a system based on and only runs on. So do we have a system that solely runs on sexism, racism, or genderism? Definitions of everything right now are in the ether. Well, there is no definition. Sure. Somebody's going to come up with some definition that fits those words that makes sense. Someone else is going to be completely off base on what they're saying. You know, I actually believe that systemic racism exists, but it only exists currently in any government who chooses to offer benefits or protection solely based on or, I guess, uh, aided by the gender or uh, whatever race. whatever identity group you want to sure, insert right? in. So if the government body is making decisions for protection and aid for any uh, any race or any gender or any sexual preference they're building and maintaining systemic racism. S Systemicism. Like, sure. Yes. Systemic ism. Okay. Any company who uh, de like decides that diversity in hiring is important is making a decision based on gender or race or sexual orientation is building and maintaining systemic ism. That's where our current isms are in the system. So you would advocate for purely merit-based yeah. everything. If you're capable of doing something, then... If you are qualified me. to do it, then do it. 
That's the only way to to. to like, I I um, um, I shared a post on Facebook that that was um, a mixed four hundred meter race. Yeah. Okay. Uh, obviously, Usain Bolt on the one team just totally demolishes the other teams because fastest human in history yes okay like if you have that person on a team not really gonna have a chance right but you like what you have is the best of the best against each other and you you strategically place your power runners so you only have one Usain Bolt yeah the rest of his team could be he's gonna be the anchor at the end of the race uh, he was actually two. Was he? He was two. Okay. I don't know all the strategies for. Sure, but I mean, he, like depending on 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 the build of the, the uh, I guess the structured racing order, right? You put in the person that you think is going to be your best benefit in that slot, regardless mm-hmm. who they are, right? Male or female, it doesn't matter, because where you can't keep up with Usain Bolt. You put in all of your power you know, power runners away from that. If spot. your other three runners can beat, yeah, Usain Bolt's. This is a sport team. that I can get behind because you you actually using strategy. You're using like your your abilities and your strategy to win. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, I'm totally on that. Was it Usain Bolt? I saw another post. I think it was Bolt, where it was just something about little things can make all the difference in people's day and it was him getting ready for races and he's just like fist bumping the the helpers around the racetrack and it was just like a positive message kind of thing I think it was Usain Bolt oh I'm totally but he's, he's too, like he seems like the nicest guy if, just from watching that video we, we were at the market the other day um, picking up meat for today's barbecue yeah uh, speaking of which, we'll get to the sous vide soon by oh, the way we yeah. better get to it quickly because we're running out of time I'm getting uh, I'm getting hungry too um, but we were at the market, and um, like I just I saw this, this this girl. She was unloading meat. You know those little spinny meat trays. Yeah. yeah. So she's unloading the meat from that from the back, and she's putting it on the shelf. And she just kind of looked like she was having a shit day. And so I just I just, I just, I just like I stopped. I'm like, excuse me, um, you know, ma'am. She's like, yeah. I'm like, thank you, thank you for everything you're doing. It just. I understand you guys are, are, are having a, like a rough time. Thank you. And like I didn't really want any praise in return. It was just for the sake that just hey, gratitude. Yeah, like yeah. I know that you're having a shit time with this. It's so much like so much more difficult than it was when I used to be in retail, right? And like this, her she went from like being kind of somber to you know like and like little lethargic to, to like a smile on her face. I meant the world. Yeah. Right. Just a thank you meant the world to her to change her her attitude at that moment. You know, that's all that's fucking needed. Guys like Usain Bolt fist bumping the staff that are there yeah. is going to improve the attitude of everybody that he passes. Which then also, because there's obviously there's no real way of doing anything without benefiting yourself. Right? Oh, it's selfish. Huh? Yeah. yeah, it's everything. It it's, makes me feel great to make somebody feel good. Yeah, you know, and like. <laughs> Altruism is dead. <laughs> um, so, but you would, you would in the video you would see like it's almost like all these. I, I'm pretty sure they're track athletes that are involved in the organization stuff, and they're there and they've been like you're, they're told you stand like this, put your hands behind your back, 
do not smile, do not engage, nothing. And you see in bold, he's just he's just getting ready for he's putting his shoes on and talking to them, and they're trying not to smile because they're not supposed to smile. Yeah. And then you fist bump, and then a great big smile on their face and makes their day. It's just it's great yeah. watching that. Yeah, it, Simple things that make a big difference. And that type of power, that type of personality, um, can change the world. Yeah, that's what changes. Not, I take responsibility for every racist joke. Oh, the... Yeah. Yeah. That, that type of bullshit is just somebody saying, like, hey, you haven't seen me in a movie or a television show in a while. I still exist. Please pay attention to me. Yeah. Somebody who just goes out of their way and makes someone else feel good, that's a hero. That's a celebrity. That's someone who fucking makes a difference. And it's kind of cool, too, because he's not expecting anyone filming him at that point. The race isn't on. No. He's not doing it for attention. No, if this he's was just, a commercial, it would be a kind of yeah. different situation. But, like, to be fair, just do it. Sorry, Nike, just, I didn't mean to steal your shit, yeah. but just <laughs> fucking be a good person to someone. Yeah. Like, I'm not a religious person. We've already gone through that. But I do have morals. I, I have a baseline that's like, just be good to people. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I'm a miserable shit and I'm a fucking asshole sometimes, but I'm never mean to anyone. What was it? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Well, what part? The Just their their tagline or whatever. They could be excellent to oh, each be other. be excellent to each other, yeah. <laughs> well, um, tag okay, li- I knew. taglines can change because Google's used to be don't be evil, so. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they fail. Let's, let's hope that that doesn't change for Bill and Ted in their next movie. Well, that reminds me of what our, our last episode we were talking about J.K. Rowling. Okay. Because I was thinking about, like, there was some controversy over her anti, like, in quotes, anti-trans comments or something. Yeah. I was curious, so I tried to find her essay to see what she actually thinks. So I just searched J.K. Rowling's essay. You could not find it. Everything that came up on the search was article after article after article, smashing her for even saying anything about anything. Yeah. You have to go to, like, her specific website, which is, like, ten pages deep on the Google. You're not supposed to know what she thinks. You're supposed to know that people are angry that she said something. Yeah. But, I mean, that's neither here nor there at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think the, the idea of... Sure. Yeah, um... Your yeah, mic, your mic's slowly dropping. My mic is slowly dropping. Falling off falling the shelf. Off the shelf. <laughs> um, I'm going to end up holding my mic soon. Uh, so anyhow, as I do my technical difficulties... Jesus Christ, how the hell was this tightened? You broke it. I broke, broke it. Broke the world. Daryl busted shit. Wow, these clanky noises are great. How about you fill the air while I'm not fucking <laughs> oh, I'm not leaning over my no, mic? Or you're, you're asking me to talk. Um, yeah. So her, her essay. Did you yeah. Ask, were you able to? Eventually, find I found it. Okay. So what, what was her essay? I'm not gonna do it any justice. Like she's a very well written person. Like I'm. I think Katie and I were having a conversation. Like I, I'm glad that there are people like that who were competent in their younger years in doing like advanced level English and learning how to 
write clearly and stuff like that. That wasn't me. I was never good at that that side of thing, the academic levels. I think it was um, what, what the O2 program. Uh, oh, you mean like the similar one that William was going through? Yeah. Okay. I, but Katie mentioned that, and, and I was confused because I was thinking of my experience in high school compared to what it is now in, in the technical side of things. I think the high school that I went to was, it had a tech wing. Like, everyone had the option. Yeah, to, back to, in our day, that was the yeah. one was. Here, let me interrupt you with one of these. Uh, this vanilla is? Milkshake IPA. It's our last beer of the day. Or... For the show, at least. For the show, <laughs> on record. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for, for me in high school, like, you had auto shop, you had the carpentry shop, you had the electrical shop, you had the art class was down that wing, all this sort of yeah. technical side of things. And I don't even remember if that was, like, the general stream of academics. And then there was the academics, so you're, you're kind of guided towards STEM more so, and then onto university. But the... Uh, cheers. Cheers, sir. This is the... What's it called? This is uh, Take Me to the Other Side, Tusket Falls Vanilla Milkshake IPA. Our simultaneous sip. Oh, that's different. Yeah. Very, very milk soury. What you'd expect in a milkshake IPA. Is it sour? Is it a sour? No, it's an IPA. A, a milk sour. You get that from the lacto, the lactic acid. Okay. Uh, um, the, the lactose or whatever they throw in there. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, it's different. Um, so as I was saying, like the this O2 program, there's 20 spots in the province? Yeah. Well, for this school. Oh, for this school. For this school. Okay. So provincially, there's like different high schools have... Yeah. Only 20 spots. 20 kids uh, take up a lot of time for some one teacher to, uh, to to keep up with them. Yeah, see, you got to keep in mind, too, is that there's administrative parts of it. Because like, there will be eventually a, um, a co-op. Okay. So he will have to go work at some place. Give, uh, as part of his high yeah, school education. As, as give give job um, the, the listeners an idea. My oldest son, William, he, um, not very academic. It's fine. Neither really was I. I couldn't sit in the classroom. Bored the shit out of me. Right? Um, had this program offered itself to me, I probably wouldn't have gone into STEM. I would have gone into engine repair. So you didn't have a tech wing at your high we school? We did. Okay. So in my schools, we had the auto shop, wood shop, metal shop, uh, you know, the, all of those in one area. Um, in when I was in school in Dundas, uh, drafting class was out that way. Yeah. Right. So uh, I had a teacher who would consistently yell out my name. He was very nasally. Right. Uh, I don't even remember. Could you in, do an impression right now? That'd be. Uh, yeah, I'd be like, Meryl, <laughs> Meryl, sit down. I'm like, look, dude, I just want to use the computers at the side. Let me use the fucking computer. I don't want to draw anymore. Let me use the fucking computers. They weren't allowed. We had the little uh, spinny rolly chairs. Yeah. Then. Yeah. You know, the, the nice tall ones with the footrests and stuff. And then we'd steal the uh, the, the, the meter sticks, the yard sticks yeah. from the, the front, and we'd joust with them. <laughs> so this is like, what? So the chair you're describing, it, it's like on wheels? Yes. Okay. And it spins. Okay. Spinny so the wheelie chair, chair I'm, I. Do you because not understand I was the con- concept between a spinny rolly chair? <laughs> Let me explain. 
Because in our auto shop in high school, we had stools. And it was a high bench that everyone sits at, takes notes, whatever. But when there was some free time, in quotes, we would turn the stools upside down, sit inside the legs, and wiggle. <laughs> and you would spin on that stool. So spinny rolly chair is also a perfect description of a stool in shop class, in auto class. <laughs> you know, for a second, I thought you were going to say that we'd turn the stools upside down and sit four of us on them. No. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck, man. That's so, uh, so yes, we had spinny thing. rolly yeah, chairs in we, our auto shop. Um, no, these were actual, like, more so uh, comfortable. <laughs> like a desk. Like a computer chair. Like a computer okay. chair uh, without the arms that was a little taller had footrests like a little ring around the oh yeah yeah okay and, and then five you know f- five legs with wheels okay and those were the chairs at the side of the classroom so you'd sneak over there to the computers steal one of those chairs oh just the chair okay yeah cause like the chairs for the actual drafting seats were garbage yeah so we'd steal the good chairs but you had the drafting you had the, the table on yep. a slope and the place oh, for the angles and I, I guarantee you I would have gotten in some kind of engineering yeah I had regardless of, of where my path in life would have taken I would have ended up in some kind of engineering because I love drafting yeah I love the idea of doodling drawing some kind of mechanical or uh, ju- just kind of a, a, a s- schematic of sorts I enjoyed that too but that wasn't until like the my carpentry apprenticeship okay and that was limited because an apprenticeship is this is a block of class and then you're back into the field working yeah. which is I'm so grateful was there because I'm supporting a family through my apprenticeship so it was perfect but I yeah that was one aspect of the carpentry I really did enjoy yeah I the standards the it locked down it had you, your arrowhead had to be a certain width it was like a millimeter width or something like that yeah. it was it like there are such strict standards when it comes down to it. I loved that, right? Like, you can't... Like you can fuck this up unless you follow the rules. Yeah. Right? Um, but yeah, there's... There, like, that, and we had all of the extra, you know, auto shop and wood shop, and of course I made bongs and pipes uh, in <laughs> school years. Yeah, so I think it was Katie telling me about the O2 program that kind of shocked me that because I don't know I'm not in high school right now how was that not normal even in Ontario I don't know if that was normal just at my high there, school there, there's or, programs like it yeah like out here they call it the O2 program it's it's just there's something something both words are it's, a, it's an acronym yeah right? or not I don't know what it would initialism anyhow it's too it's just speaking to, to I mean the complexity of life I'm, you know, I've like, only got my experience so all I know is what I experienced in high school yeah the Nova Scotia O2 program is going to tell me that it's um, op- options and opportunities. That's what they call it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's just a, alliteration on two different O's, which they call it the O2 program. Uh, but they say O2 isn't like oxygen because it's necessary. Breathing oxygen into. Or maybe that's like exponent. <laughs> 
Not all. O to the power of two. Yeah, if it's not O to the power of two, it's just O squared. It's it's O sub subset, so it is O plus O. Two oxygens would be O two. Uh, science aside, um, yeah. So my oldest, he had just got into the uh, the O two program in post secondary here in Nova Scotia. Uh, he's a he's a great kid, smart kid. Um, just can't keep up with everybody else. So um, he's going to uh, be going through this program to help with, uh, they'd say, a different math set than other children his grade level. Right. More business-related. Uh, there will be career path kind of choosing earlier than most of the other students. Mm -hmm. He's going into grade 10, and he's going to be asked to start choosing a path, which... That's... Tricky. It's difficult, yeah. very difficult, especially for a kid who's like just finishing puberty for fuck's sakes. Like, well, like, how, well, how old is he? Uh, sixteen now? No, fifteen now, right? No, he'll be fifteen this year. Like this. Oh, December. okay. Yeah. This December I'll be fifteen. Yeah. So we're okay. Yeah. So fourteen and a half. Sure. <laughs> I I just round up. Um, so yeah. So he's he's gonna be fifteen and. Like choosing what he wants to do. That's. I'm 40 and I still don't know what I want to do. <laughs> but in the same case, it's just, it, this is much sooner than most of the other high school kids who are going through the standard program. Really? They're going to get to grade 10 and not have any actually anybody ever ask them what do you want to do for a for a living. So what was your experience when you were? In my grade 10? Yeah. Uh, you didn't have anyone, like, you no didn't guidance have a, a guidance counselor to direct you where to go? Not until grade 12. Really? Like, it was, well, maybe grade 11, grade 12. See, that surprised me, because I, I remember speaking to a guidance counselor in grade 8 to help me decide what to take in grade 9 Wow. in advanced general courses. See, at that time, 9 was still the, no one gives a shit. Here's your basics you need to take for grade 9. Grade 10, you're going to start focusing on... Um, advanced and beginner and whatnot. Yeah. Um, now I may have been one of the first years of a of a certain program. Like it, when when did you or when were you born? Eighty one. Okay, so you're two years below me. Because um, no, I know younger, that, younger below. <laughs> um, I was the first year for graduated licensing in Ontario. Okay. Right. So. Anybody born a year, uh, you know, a year ahead of me, got to do the the standard. Here's your beginners. Now go get your license. I was the first one. Like here's your G1. beginners. Here's your second G2. beginners. <laughs> like G. Yeah. So um, yeah. So that type of thing. And I'm pretty sure there was something along those lines in high school at the same time that here's a new program for high school, and I'm and I if I if I'm remembering correctly that happened in my year. So you would be the first one, well, the, maybe the first or second year to see the benefits of what we were going through. Because we were still kind of the, trans, the transition, that this is what we're supposed to do, but this is what we're doing. It takes a couple of years for the system to figure itself out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I end up having high school classes like guitar. Really? Yeah. How do you fail a course called guitar? And we had band. 
No, no, this was bell. This specifically guitar. This was guitar. See, and again, this might be something that was specifically at your high school. That's true too. That's because true. this is what I'm saying. Like, I only know my high school experience. Yeah. Another school in the same area, the same time, would have had a completely different setup. I had a class called Natural Disasters. Oh, so you're ready for our uh, post-apocalyptic episode? Uh, soon. Soon. <laughs> uh, no, natural disasters were all about, like, uh, hurricanes, tornadoes, and stuff. Okay. And we watched Bill Nye videos for, like, a lot of those classes. Bill Nye, the non-science guy? I don't know what happened to him. He used to be cool. <laughs> Just like science. He used to be cool. Uh, yeah. Um... So yeah, we, we, we should do a, uh, a show like that where we talk about post-apocalyptic because I know I brought it up once before. Yeah. We should probably get that out. We'll of get there. Yeah. It's a, it's in the works. Well, Civil War down in the States is going to make that have, show oh, happen, happen sooner. Real um, life experience. Yeah. Anyhow, so back to, to Williamson. We'll close this off and then we'll close off the show. Um, so basically, he's going to have opportunities to go get uh, a job, an apprenticeship yep. style of job through his... Good. Yeah, it's good experience. Yeah. So... If he chooses something like a, a machine shop or a mechanic shop, he can do that. Uh, personally, I think he would rather do something along the lines of like a, d- a design studio. I think so too, because right? he he enjoys drawing and, and stuff yeah. like that, right? That would be great for him. Yeah, and so I wonder if that's something that they can actually do. And if so they don't that, do that, they should start doing that. Would that leave options for like architect at some point? Like, is it is it something that's College could, level, or I would I would imagine that if uh, well the college level stuff is college period right so you can go into any college program if you if you have the required courses and their required courses uh, are up to them of what they choose right. to say this is the this is what period. you need to be prepared to come into this class yeah okay so let's let's assume that William goes through some some design thing okay yeah and that. He gets a, a you know a temp job through them at a, an architecture, you know, uh, what, 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 what's that firm. That? Firm. Sure. Sure. All right. Firm. So an architecture firm, right? And so he he would build some experience through that and how they do that and everything else, and then he could go to college for architecture, or he could go to a design studio and start learning CSS. Right. He's expressed interest in animation too, hasn't he? Animation and stuff. So he could end up going to some place, and like, even if he if he learns how to do web animations, which is solely done through CSS and HTML5 at this point. Okay. So he could learn um, web targeted. He could, like, it, but it all depends on where. Interesting. Um, where his uh, his targeted path leads him through this. Yeah. Right. And this is a great idea, and I think this is the only way a school should be, right? You're well, getting, hey, this as a back to our communist conversation, the sure. only way. Yes. <laughs> um, this is the way high school should be. Get experience. Yeah. Right? As you're learning, get the experience to learn. See how it actually works. But I think um, I would love to see a whole mech and stuff like that pushed through farther as well. Home ec, man. I miss Home ec, but like including like budgeting and I can't think right now. I don't like Dude, I like how a, how to be an adult. Uh, sure. What you need to know I just to dress in grade 8. Yeah. Right? Cuz I, I made find, pillows. I, I couldn't find another pattern. So I was like I'll just make a dress. It seems like it's it's complicated enough that I won't get bored with it and that it's not too complicated Did it to fit? throw it. 
I didn't make it for me. I just fucking did one of the lines. I cut out the same line around. Um, but yeah. I made. I think I made my initials and a soccer ball pillow. Okay. I did the egg. soccer ball pillow. That was fun. Yeah. I did actually enjoy that. Yeah. Um, but was, simple skills. I think kids should learn some simple skills. Yeah. Including the gardening. Oh, we're getting. We're getting. We're uh, being beckoned. We're called. Yes, we are recording. We should spend some time with our family here on yeah, Father's it Day. It is Father's Day. <laughs> it will be out soon. <laughs> Let me finish my beer. Um, you're absolutely right. I think Homac, uh, not only including the concept of just like sewing and. Uh, and, and like sewing, Basic skills. Basic skills. But yeah. like sewing can lead into simple things like standard repair. Yeah. Which is awesome. Right, I've had to fix Sam's glasses a couple times. I wouldn't have known how to do that if I didn't know how wire works. And I don't know if that's still in school right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, I would like to hope. I would like to think that it's still around. But yeah, um, we can. You know, we should really do an entire show of uh, how we'd re like rework the schooling system. I think we, you and I have enough ideas that we could bounce an entire show off of that. Well, I'd also need to know where the schooling system's at because I don't so, know sure let's do that research yeah. and then we'll come back with that one yeah so let's let's do this so thank you very much for everyone listening we're going to close off the show uh, happy Father's Day happy Father's Day you're right to all the fathers and father figures and single mothers and all the single mothers all the single mothers <laughs> all the single um, yeah uh, to be to be fair happy Father's Day to absolutely everybody absolutely like there there are Anybody who, who, who helps someone else out, happy Father's Day. Um, we will uh, be enjoying the rest of our brew, as many beers as we can drink today. Not that it's a competition. Uh, not we'll enjoy. Competition. We will I'm enjoy, enjoy our as brew much today. of it as I want, because it's my day. Thanks again. If, uh, if you guys want to buy us a brew, uh, meet us at... Uh, what is it? Buymeabeer.com. Buymeacoffee.com. Buymeacoffee.com slash mashbrewcast. Regardless of where you go, it's going to bring you to buymeacoffee.com slash mashbrewcast. Uh, you know, get, get us a couple of beers. We'll uh, be able to continue this high-quality progress that we're doing in our, in, our, in our current situation. Thanks again. <laughs>